I do. And I don't. It's a wonderful Monday uh, coming to you from um, the outpost. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what it's like. Okay, so we record these episodes um, ahead of time. So I wonder if there's much uh, COVID going on anymore. Yeah, we'll be two weeks from now by the time this actually appears in your feed. So So we don't know what... uh, What does the world look like today? The 30th of March. Yeah, it's... uh, I'm going to... This is the angle I'm going to take on it. Well, uh, do you guys remember (laughs) a couple weeks ago when everyone was freaked out of their minds about COVID-19 and now we're just like, yeah, well, that's, well, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, that was a thing that happened. Someone's sitting there going, I've got way too much toilet paper. It's going to take me a year to use this, you know, but everyone else is generally okay. That's the attitude I'm going to take. Here's mine. Okay. Joel and I are so happy to be able to provide you a much-needed distraction and hopefully a little bit of entertainment and support while you continue to remain inside your homes, being very careful to protect your fellow citizens and neighbors, hopefully not missing too much the luxuries you were once afforded in your comfortable North American first-world lives. In your version, I'm very, very hungry because I really only do takeout. <laughs> So I am a little bit terrified about the uh the option the 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 thing is like I've got six bananas and they're green right now. So well, they won't be soon. But yeah, by the 30th <laughs> they're gone. I've had a few smoothies uh and now I'm just really really hungry. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, Speaking of utterly first world problems, I started a 60 day challenge. Mm. I think, I don't know what day I'll be on when this airs, but like as of today, I think I'm on day 25. What's the challenge? So like you're supposed to choose a a diet to try and challenge yourself to be more physically active and meditate and all these other things. So I basically went back to really low carb eating and I have never wanted to eat carbohydrates more in my entire life. I also gave up alcohol and like, Mm. Honestly, if I could sit with a bag of chips and a pint of beer right now, I feel like everything would be okay. <laughs> and that's called addiction. It is, right? Um, but I've been doing very well in the that's challenge. That's called self-medicating with food and booze. That's <laughs> not a positive thing, it's not. Kat. It's not, but the struggle is real right now in the face of the the world. I uh, guess I've, I've noticed that I, like, as my, like, oh, I, I have to eat. But other than that, I'm pretty low maintenance. Like, you know, I don't have any <laughs> real vices. You know, so I I don't mind staying home. I actually really, really me too. Like it, yeah. And I don't even. It's like I've been re- I've been reading, and we shouldn't do it. We just did the COVID one next week, but I mean last week. But I've been reading all these people going, if you have to stay home, like how can you cope with not having the social thing? I'm like, how can you cope? This is heaven. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. It's an introvert's paradise in some yeah. ways. I think the real challenge is when you get thrust with a whole bunch of other people who don't like to stay home and you've got to deal with their agitated anxiety that whole time. But it is nice that, um, you know, last week you were allowed to leave the house. This week, of course, you can't because COVID became airborne and uh, is <laughs> <laughs> is everywhere and you have to wear uh, oxygen masks. So what's the uh, first question... <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Let's let's get back to important things like your marital issues. Yes. 
This is, of course, a marriage advice podcast for and anyone who we who's... didn't say last week, which was <laughs> we answer marriage advice questions that are sent to Kat anonymously. Yeah, no, we to I do that. and I don't show at gmail.com. <laughs> we too were you caught were so up in hysterical. the panic. Yeah, me and my hysteria. <laughs> what can you You're say? Like, <laughs> um, that email address is still functioning. I do and I don't show at gmail.com mm-hmm. unless Google has gone down and uh, <laughs> Instagram and Facebook at I do and I don't show. Send us your questions, and we will be happy to answer them um, through our breathing apparatuses. And uh, <laughs> Oh, Joel. Okay, here's our first question for today. My husband and I have fallen into a terrible state of constant conflict. When we fight, we go in circles, and it continues to escalate until one or the other of us has to walk away or stomp or go into another room and slam a door. It seems like rather than try to meet the other person's needs, each of us just wants to be right. How do we take the ego out of conflict and keep love and compassion in the room? You talk about fair fighting, but how specifically do we break this pattern of each person needing to be right? Interesting, because um, I was going to say we have had this question, but then she tricked us and said, we already answered a similar question, Mm -hmm. but now we're going to talk about... Two people that refuse to admit they're wrong. I don't know that they're refusing to admit that they're wrong. Well, what did it say at the end of that? It's just that they both need to be right. Maybe no one's wrong. Like, we did, we modeled this really nicely in the last episode, I think. Because we very clearly had different opinions about a few really important things, like right. pandemic mm. and the existence of God. Mm. And we were able <laughs> That's to... That's true. Boy, we, we went down <laughs> That was a big episode, you guys. It was a really Holy big crap. We were really... We were episode. taking on the universe. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> But we didn't fight. Like we, we both have very different views and very different ideas. We mm-hmm. discussed our ideas, yeah. and we were able to emerge and just like kind of agree to just have our own thoughts. It might have been. However, we are not sleeping together, so I That's think true. that is a really important factor. It might have been more difficult if I had presented an idea that I like. If I had said, "No, no, there is a God, and this is who that God is," you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I was on the side of like. Well, no, I just know that this universe theory of karma and that that seems ridiculous calling it the universe. But anyway, um, but we don't want to go back, back there. But um, the thing is when I've had arguments in which I truly believe in my perspective, and again, last week was a good example of us getting along even though we had differing opinions, but... I was very, I'm very open to the idea that what I was saying was an opinion Mm -hmm. and things that I had read and things, but I don't know for sure. Right. I'm not an authority. So I wouldn't sit here and go, no, no, I'm going to fight to the tooth Mm -hmm. about my ideas because I don't believe in them that much. I'm just pretty sure. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Or at least I'm sitting here going, Let's see what happens. I'm going to put this one out there and see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, if But you, if I believe in something. Yeah, if it's challenging like your personal values or a really strong point of conviction, right. then that's, I guess, a different boat. But like, what if there are a couple who fights over things like... Mm, 
I'll give an example. Like, yeah. let's say they're going to paint a room. Yeah. And one of them wants it to be purple, and the other one wants it to be yellow, and they both believe that their color is the correct color to paint the room. Yeah, and there's, like, no agreeing, and everyone's mm-hmm. just... And it's impossible to say that one of them is the correct color. But you can make arguments for both colors until you die. Mm-hmm. But there's no, you, there is no right answer. Yeah. But they both act like they are right. Mm-hmm. Like, that they have... An empirically <laughs> correct, is that a good term? Is it answer to what color they yeah, should be? Is the, the right one. So yeah. what do you do? Uh, well, those people are insane. <laughs> okay, so that's the first thing. If you're listening to this episode, you're both nuts <laughs> because you're not right. There's no right answer. Yeah, that's a good point. A lot of the time. So you can't sit there and go, no, no, it is right. You can say this is right for me or mm-hmm. this is what I believe would be the right thing. But I also have to sit there and go, mm-hmm, it's not like definitely the only way that this could be. Mm-hmm. And was there a mention of ego there? Yeah. Because humility is really what it's all about. Absolutely. And I think sometimes when people get locked in these like uh, ego brain bashing battles, Mm -hmm. there's like a sense of being controlled that comes into it too Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are really resistant to. That resonates with me because I think that I had an ex of mine because of, I think, her relationship with her father and how he was a very strong personality and would be like, no, this is the way it is. Mm -hmm. Very authoritative and... I think whenever she was met with that in other circumstances, she would uh, completely lose her mind. And she, I'm, I'm sure, had a similar personality to him where she also wanted to be right. Yeah. She also had that sort of like, no, no, this is the way it is. And then she, so she couldn't handle it coming from the other perspective. And and so when I had an idea, and like I said, if I had an idea or perspective that I believe to be 100% factually accurate, and this is true. So it's like we're not, I'm not giving an opinion on something. I'm just like, no, no, this is the way it is. Mm -hmm. If that was conflicting to her worldview, I mean, there would be no ending that discussion because I can't go, well, yeah, okay, I guess you're right. Maybe it is this fictional way. Like I can't do that. (laughs) It's impossible for me. Um, I don't need to be right. I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong, but that's where it falls, like proven wrong. Yeah, you can't prove you know? someone wrong yeah. necessarily. If it's an opinion, I'm happy to say, oh yeah, no, okay, I guess it could go different ways. Like I'm I'm not uh, often very confident in my as much as on the podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't ever I, have guessed that. I throw those ideas out there, <laughs> but if someone were to come in and go, no, no. We've found that in most of these cases, blah, 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 I go, oh, I guess that might be true then. Well, it didn't seem true to me, but okay, I guess, that, you know, like I'm not going to sit here and go, no, I believe. Um, but yeah, humility is really, but it's difficult because, you know, like you say, there may be that personality trait that's like, I have a really hard time letting go of my control in this situation. Mm-hmm. And even if the spouse maybe is making incredibly coherent arguments which you if you stood back and just secretly in your own little mind thought about it for a second you'd be like "Uh uh-oh they're right (laughs) you know you still can't admit that yeah that's gonna kill your relationship yeah that's the end of absolutely that's horrible yeah you have to be able to go oh 
I can't argue this because, and when you're talking about opinion things, there's no one's right, no one's wrong. You should both let it go. Mm-hmm. But if you are talking about serious issues and one of the people has facts and data, did I ever tell you about a discussion I had with somebody in my life about smoking? No. So, and the, I come from a family that's very argumentative. <laughs> No like, kidding. <laughs> can you see that? Could Shocker. you see that? We like, and I, I'm trying to um, be that match that you pull out so that the virus uh-huh. doesn't spread. I'm yeah. trying to be that guy. Um, but it is in my nature to, you know, kind of be like, no, I can find, I can make an argument. I, you can present an idea. I can make an argument that probably doesn't make logical sense, but can make, I can make it sound good, mm-hmm. you know? And there's a certain, intelligence to that but it's also like you don't need to do that like that's not helping anyone but I think we grew up we had fun with that and now it's just tedious and I hate it yeah it would get old I think (laughs) yeah it's not that fun it's not that good but um I was saying that just in general um smoking is a bad idea you know Mm -hmm. there's a there's uh, it's hard to argue that one. It's hard to argue that. But somebody <laughs> in my life, and I'm not going to say who, who likes smoking, <laughs> decided to argue that. Um, as, if there, as if there could be a world in which smoking isn't devastating. Right. Like science is gone. It's yeah. not a thing anymore. Okay. And I was just like, no... There's, smoking is is killing people, and it's a drain on our health care, and mm. it's it's horrible. Everyone should stop smoking. If you smoke, you should stop. Like, there's no question there. Yeah. Like, this is factual. And he was like, well, no, smoking is only as bad as it was, like, in the 30s or the 50s when nobody was bothered by smoking and everyone smoked. It's just nowadays people just want to get hysterical about things and flip out and lose their minds over smoking. And I was like, no, what? It's even worse than it used to be because of the way that they develop, (laughs) the way that they manufacture these things. They're more poisonous. And also, we didn't know as much back then. And now we know things. Why do you think the Surgeon General makes them put those warnings on the cigarettes? That's just a money-making thing? It's like It just got... We went down the rabbit hole, and it just became the most insane conversation. Because they couldn't let go of the control. They couldn't let go of that. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to smoke. Right. But the thing that really... Like, one of the biggest problems with the whole conversation was, I know in my heart that smoking is a stupid idea and that your lungs fill with tar and that it causes cancer and all sorts of other diseases mm-hmm. and that it kills people and that it's a drain on the healthcare. So I had no stats. Right. Like I, w- I'm, I am not a, an expert at that. Sure. So I was just sitting there going, no, it's not. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> like read the, I can't anything. sit here and show you the numbers, though. Mm-hmm. That there's a thing called the internet. Sure. Turn to. Yeah. I was driving. Uh-huh. Um, so, but th- I didn't have the research. So now we have this conversation where both people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> they're both throwing out hypothetical situations and arguing a point, which I am 100% right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can't get, I, all I can say is, well, no, look at how things are. And that's no answer. Mm-hmm. So, 
it, it was a horrible conversation. <laughs> it was a horrible, a, a horrible time. And that's where these people probably live because yeah. no one knows what they're talking about. And everyone is passionate about what they're saying. Yep. Some person, some, one of them might be correct, but you both have to let go of your egos. Mm-hmm. And st- if you don't have the facts, step away, get those facts prepared and present them maybe in an email or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if it's one of these issues where it's like, no, no, okay, we got to talk about facts. And you, you kind of have to live in a world that, and this is very important, I think, is that there should be no emotion when it comes to talking about ideas. Right. Like, and if there is, step away from it so that you can talk about those ideas as ideas, as emotionless ideas. Because that's the only way to get through something like that. Yeah, for ideas. But what if it's just, what if it's like matters around how they get through their day-to-day or... Yeah, if it's like opinion on how you should live. Domestic stuff. Yeah, like who... We've talked about cooking, cleaning, Who's and all those what? things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those types of things. Again, well, you got to try to pre- get your emotions out of it. So, and, I think a good way to try to yeah. check the ego is to a identify that that's what's happening. Like you, if you can both say we're locked in this pattern because we both need to be right. So, first acknowledging that is a really yeah. good step. It's okay to be wrong, and then and if, it's okay to say it may not be like. There is no right and wrong. Yeah. It's okay to say that. Yeah, so. absolutely. If you can also, one or the other of you, commit to saying, you know, as things start to get a little bit more full of friction, say, what do you need right now? Hmm. Just That just stops the argument, and it really allows you to check in to see exactly what it is the other person needs. Now, we're talking about, like, what is it that you want? Like, when you say, what do you need right now, it makes me feel like, oh, I need to feel safe. Yeah. But that's not, people don't always know what they need. Yeah. So that also forces them to take a pause and be like, what is it that I need right now? Instead of just. It's nice if it's just like, I need you to do the dishes. Like if that's the, or (laughs) what are you coming to me for? I need a more balanced sharing of the household duties. Right. I need to not feel like I'm being taken for granted, you know, like, but whatever, even if the person isn't immediately aware of what they need, this question forces everybody to put a pause on it and just take a little step back and say, oh, okay, Uh, like the words on the surface are really just representative of what it is that I need Mm -hmm. from my partner in this Mm -hmm. moment. Um, And you can even take it one step further and say, what do you need from me right now? Right. You know, in your, in your wildest dreams, what would you love to see happen from this conversation? Yeah. Like what is the result that we're working towards? Yeah. And if the person doesn't know that, then they're just arguing for fun. <laughs> Maybe not fun, but, but there's like just some an compulsive emotional, need. Yeah, they, they're arguing because they're, they're, emotionally, they're emotional about something, yeah. but they don't know what it is. Yeah, they may not know the outcome, but may, they may know what they need. So mm-hmm. either one of those I think is totally acceptable because it, yeah. al- it allows – pause for self-reflection and to understand what they're actually asking for like no one actually needs the dishes done right that second right but maybe they do my mom would (laughs) your mom would argue that she wouldn't agree with that but okay uh (laughs) interesting it really makes me question my whole childhood but uh all right (laughs) sometimes moms are wrong joel Uh, what okay whoa 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 (laughs) 
Joel spirals out of control. Speaking as a mom, sometimes they're wrong. Wow, that's very brave of you to say. That's very humble. And that, take an example from Kat. That's very <laughs> humble to say. Yeah, I'm not a good example of how to unlock from an ego-fueled argument, frankly. But <laughs> I can be for the purposes of this podcast. <laughs> that's fun. That's Thank you for... More humility. A, thank you for living a lie. <laughs> Well, you know, I think you have a lot of humility with our in our podcast. Thanks. Because you'll you'll often be like, "Oh, I didn't think of that," or you know, "What?" And, and I I don't need to be right all the time, but I'm definitely one of those people who re- reacts strongly to feeling that I'm being controlled. Mm. Don't like that one mm-hmm. at all, or that my needs are not being you're heard. not being heard, or mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I th- I think. Uh, I don't know if I've often been on the uh, defense of that side of things. Mm. Like, And I'm not saying I've been on the offense a lot. I haven't had this sort of combative thing that often in my life. But when I have, it, it has been, I feel like, the other person that isn't able to deal with. And I think it is that control. I'm not, but I don't try to control anyone. I just sometimes within certain areas of life, I have opinions. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's just like, you do, you do what you want. I think we all do, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'll, like, I'll go, you do what you want. But this is how it is. Mm-hmm. It, and I'll say in my mind, but I know this is how it is. And the smoking is a good example. Yeah. But this is how it is. Yeah. Do what you want. Yeah. You can smoke all you want. But science tells us. But you mm-hmm. w- could suffer the consequences and just know it's a dumb decision. Yeah. Bad decision, unhealthy decision. It's not a good choice for your health. No. There you go. It's the stupidest thing you can do, you idiot. <laughs> can we move on to question <laughs> number two? <laughs> just word it differently. Yeah, just have ready? some humility is the answer to that question. But I, you gave some good steps. All right, so <laughs> what is the... <laughs> What is the next question? Number two, my wife and I have been married for two years now. Mm. I'm 35 and she's 33. Mm. My parents really want a grandchild and they've been extremely vocal about this. They've even offered to help us with a down payment on a home if we get pregnant in the next year or so. My wife. I thought it was going to be, they're even going to help us lending (laughs) us a turkey baster. Oh, wow. (laughs) My wife thinks this is nuts. She wants to wait another couple of years while she gets her naturopathic practice up and running. I understand she doesn't want the pressure, but I also think it's a great chance for us to enter the housing market, and having kids is something we said we'd do anyway. How can I keep the peace between her and my parents? Is she right to take a hard no stance on this? Well, wait, so they're getting, the parents will buy them a house. They're going to help them with a down payment on a home. If they have children. If they get pregnant in the next couple of years. This is an ultimatum? I guess. And by the way, in the next couple of years, that's perfect. Because that's really, she should just like t- leave it right to the end of that. <laughs> you know, that's all she wants. She goes, can I have a couple more years for the naturopath? Sure. But just like right at the end of it, just be like, yeah, we're definitely. Also, get the house and then just be like, we're having a hard time. Like, just lie. Just say. Yeah, like how do you enforce that? Yeah. Like, do you sign a no, contract? But I, I need to see the doctor, the reports that say that you're having a hard time conceiving. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, no, we haven't gone to a doctor about it yet. Well, get to the doctor. We will, but we're just still trying the having sex way. You know, it just hasn't taken yet. You know, <laughs> is it because the IUD is still in there? <laughs> what? 
What are you you talking about, mom? Oh, wow. Yeah. I like this question baffled me. I maybe was wondering if it wasn't real because like why, who in their right mind would be like, why are you giving us money in a house to do this? Yeah. It seems like, uh, and also the, the, the big problem is yeah. Only if we get a child out of the deal, are we doing this crazy thing? Like that's insane. That's insane. I think she's right. I think it is nuts. But it would be nice to have a house, wouldn't it? Well, do the house thing. But then they're beholden to the parents in some way, and the parents have this weird idea that they can control shit. This is the great thing. Okay, first of all, parents are going to die, so don't worry about the control (laughs) thing. You know, they're not going to be... And you can always excommunicate yourself. By the way, make sure when you do this, okay, they'll be owning the house. They're just helping with the down payment. Yeah. Easy. So <laughs> get into the house and then just say, we're trying. Again, you, they can't police that. That's true. It's ridiculous. And uh, and then just like eventually have a child or not. Eventually. Yeah. Just be like, oh, sorry, womb barren. Mm. Like if you don't want to have a child. Yeah. And by the way, that it could happen. Yeah, like what? What if it does? Yeah, what if then, they can't? Then the mom they have is, to give the house back, sell it, pay back the down payment. Like, <laughs> give us the down payment. You guys are infertile. How dare you? Who are the lawyers that are drawing up this agreement? Also, <laughs> yeah. like, this makes no sense to me. It seems like it's a it's a. Uh, um, but this this question actually came to us from Quora. Do you know Quora? Because we are on Quora now. Oh, interesting. What's mm-hmm. this Quora? Quora is a um, a platform for question asking. You can ask experts anything about anything. So People post what, questions all so, the time. So you went on Quora. Yeah, we have an I do and I don't presence Oh, that's interesting. So then how are you going to respond to it? Are you going to just post the link yeah. to the... No, I'll, well, I'll post this and then also the link. I'll... Like you'll type yeah. it out? Oh, yeah. that's really nice. So find well, us on Quora now. Quora, is there a link of like Quora slash I do and I don't or something like that? Uh, probably. I'll look into that. <laughs> <laughs> we need a new administrative assistant. Yeah, just Google Google uh, Quora. I do and I don't. That's interesting. That'll be fun. Mm. And by the way, questions always anonymous. Always anonymous. Always anonymous. Well, that's so interesting. So, um, so we agree that sh- the, these in laws are nuts, but we think you should take the house. <laughs> well, definitely take the house for goodness' sake. Especially in this uh, day you know, and age. Yeah, I mean the past. Um, yeah, is that the full answer to that question? I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could refuse the house and not be no, controlled. Don't there, you know? And again, you know, there's no place for ego in any of this. <laughs> Make some smart financial decisions yeah. while you can. Yeah, just be like, we're trying, and you know, it'd be like, and if they're like pushy, be like, do you need a sex tape? Where yours is it? Her in-laws or what's yeah, the, her in-laws. Where your son finishes inside me? Do you need a sex tape where you see that happen? Wow! And they'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, we, we don't want to get involved. And they yeah, say, then learn shut them. up and let us, you know, have unprotected sex in our marriage, trying to make a baby. Unprotected procreative sex. Yeah. Can we move on to question number three? Mom starts texting. You're ovulating. Oh. <laughs> She's got the period app for you on her phone. Oh, wow. She's just having a great time since she said the menopause thing has happened ages ago. So she's, she's just happy to be She's ovulating vicariously through you. <laughs> she's ovulating vicariously. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a, that's a title for an episode <laughs> if I ever heard one. Ovulating vicariously. <laughs> Make it so. Yep. I, okay, number three. How do you define cheating? <clears throat> How do you define cheating? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a very vague question. Isn't it? 
How do you define cheating? Well, I guess the way you define cheating, um, and I think you'll love this answer, is with your partner. Yeah, it's true. That's, <laughs> That's the it? answer. The end. Okay. Is, no, is that all the questions? That 100% was, I had a conversation the other day about how I would define cheating and I didn't know how to answer it. So I'm curious about what you guys think. How do you define cheating? I think it depends. You guys. Us, you and I. You and I. That's what the question asker said. Oh, okay. To us. Um, I thought you were just quoting yourself. No, me. <laughs> I had a question. I, no, I know how to define cheating in my oh, own okay. relationship. All right. And that's it. It's like exclusive to each relationship. Mm. That's, I mean, now we could probably talk about what you would traditionally consider cheating. Yeah. I think um, for most people, it's like physical intimacy outside of the relationship. Isn't that interesting? So there's the physical intimacy thing, mm-hmm. and that's really what we all go to. You yeah. cheated on me, you you kissed that girl, or you yeah. had sex with that girl or guy or whatever. Um, but there's also that huge proponent of emotional cheating that Absolutely. goes Absolutely. We can like foster relationships with other people that mm. are... You're, um, you're, there's nothing physical going on, but you know that you're getting something... What what would what do you think? And I know we've said that it's just let's take the personal whatever you talk about in your relationship off off the table. But like, arguably, like generally speaking, emotionally cheating. What does that look like? Because you know you can be friends. Like you and I are friends. Mm-hmm. We are of different genders. Yes, and we both. I'm heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, speak for yourself, pal. <laughs> and you sometimes like men. So, uh, but that's fine. And we, we wouldn't, being friends and, and the nature of our friendship would not be infringing on any other relationships we would have. No. So that's fine. Now, what would have to happen emotionally for us to be emotionally cheating on, you know, your partner or if I had a partner? Um, well, I think like if our conversations started to move beyond the realm of things that we would typically talk about, so like work and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but we're not just saying like, oh, um, how are you doing with your childhood trauma? That's fine. Yeah. Or. <laughs> I mean, this, the shit we talk about for work is what most people <laughs> would be having deep Facebook conversations about. With yeah. someone, I guess. But yeah, in your, like, those types of conversations. But you're saying, like, if we flirted with sexual things. Yeah. But is that is that all, like, is it, does it always have to go down the road of, like, um, a sexual or, no, or I think, flirtatious I mean, conversation? Like, if I started feeling lonely at home and started mm-hmm. texting you about how my day went. Yes. Or, like, asking you questions about how your life is going and things mm-hmm. are getting, like, a little more intensely personal. And I start looking to you to fill the space that my partner should be filling in terms of checking right. in on my needs. Then I think then you're definitely stepping into the realm of emotional infidelity. Mm. Interesting. And vice versa, of course. So in, like, could somebody be... That's interesting and an interesting idea. Like, could you, if I was with somebody, could you be emotionally cheating on your partner and at the same time I'm not emotionally cheating on my partner? Yeah, because if really you're not engaging, the, yeah. like if I'm if I'm putting the, um, what do they call that? The breadcrumbs. The breadcrumbs. No, the, the olive uh, branches. If I'm extending the window of opportunity and mm-hmm. you're 
recognizing it but not acknowledging it and accepting it. Then. But even if I like um, engage you in conversation the way you're engaging me in conversation, but my response to it emotionally is just very much platonic. Yeah. I guess it's all motivation, it's isn't really, it? It's really, yeah, that's interesting. Eh? It's because you can't really there's it's really in the per the inside of the person mm-hmm. what their attitude towards it is yeah because i know that somebody that uh in my life was like oh yeah you know i i started engaging with this secretary at work um and just like just talking to her a lot more, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I, w- I ended up, I was emotionally cheating on my wife. And mm-hmm. I didn't even, he did, hadn't even considered that as an idea before. But then he realized it for himself, which was very interesting. Yeah. But it, it's not necessarily true that she was no, a party to that. No, she might have been completely um, motivated only by friendship. So. Right. Very, that's a very tricky little area to go into. It's so easy. And I, I think that's why we're always ready to jump on it's almost like, oh, few, they kissed each other. Now I have some tangible evidence. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm upset about that. But boy, there's this whole world of, you know, emotionally cheating. And you might, you, the emotionally cheater, emotional cheater may not realize it. Mm -hmm. So how do you stay aware of those emotionally cheating? Maybe we should wait till someone asks us that question. Mm-hmm. Well, we can talk about it now because God knows we've revisited a couple of these things a few times. Um, I think you, when you have a, a new correspondence or relationship with someone, you should be consciously aware of your motivations. Like you should at least have that self awareness or try to have that self awareness about why or how, and that sensitivity to what the new relationship could mean to your partner. Like, could it be perceived as a threat? Is there a threat? But even if they are like, oh, I'm totally cool with that relationship. This is where it's like crazy. And and I like it's kind of like my head spinning here because, you know, if you're 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 in a relationship, that's fine. And then you start engaging with this other person and it feels platonic. But then you start going down this path of just getting closer and closer and speaking more and more intimately, not even in a flirtatious way, but as we, you know, and how's your day, but then like, how are you feeling? And mm-hmm. the, But you're really getting a lot from this person as far as support that you need sort of emotionally and I, I don't want to say socially, but I guess it's really just emotionally and relationally. I mm-hmm. think that's a good term. And then... You know, we could start going, okay, this seems like emotionally cheating because you're you're really relying on this person. They're giving you a lot that maybe you should be, as you said, getting from your partner. But is that even fair? Well, your partner can't be everything right. to you. But I guess, it, like, how are you feeling towards this new person? But where how, is that? This what, is Where is that line? Can we define it? No, it just kind of emerges, That's right? That's wild. Like, if you're, trying, if you're trying to be altruistic in your motivations and talking to someone else, and then suddenly you start feeling for them, like you're developing feelings that but are more than is, just this, platonic. Like you, if you um, just grow to love somebody and they become like a best friend to you. Well, and there's a difference between a best friend and someone you have a romantic attachment that's, to. That's often true. Yeah. But like, so so we're saying that like, 
or we're not saying anything, but are we getting to a point where like you feel you can really feel a romantic love for that person and you want you want that with them? Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes emotional emotional cheating because it's like I would say so, yes. Because okay. otherwise, you're just developing a deep friendship with someone, right. and that, so, that so should be okay. There are um, <clears throat> relational and emotional supports that uh, uh, another relationship can give you that you don't necessarily always need to rely on your partner for, mm-hmm. because it's ridiculous to, you know, hold them to that level of, yeah. you know, supporting you in all ways. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. But you know, there is a line that can be crossed. For sure. When you start to have romantic longings for someone else, I mm-hmm. think then that's the danger zone. Man, that's a, that's a tough thing to, cause <laughs> that'll sneak up on you. Yeah, it will for sure. And then it's up to you to make a call about how you're going to proceed with that yeah, relationship. You quell the desires. Mm-hmm. It's not always a physical desire. It's like, Oh wow. Like this person, I'm so connected to them. I just want to stay connected to them. Yeah. Then maybe you need to make a choice. Messy stuff, Mm. this heart realm, isn't it? Yeah. So when are you cheating on your significant other? Well, you guys define it for yourselves, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, be aware. Yeah. Some people are really um, sensitive to flirting too. Yeah. Like they can't bear it if their partner is flirting with anyone in public and that's not okay. I had a girlfriend that like bit my head off and this girl uh, was, uh, she. I'm sure I mentioned her before where she was just like, it was a, we were very young. It was an early relationship and she just wasn't handling many things uh, and had her own problems, I'm sure. But, you know, one time we were at uh, the bulk barn (laughs) buying a lot of peanuts or something. I don't even know what it was. Uh, Gummy candies, who cares? But, um, and I joked around with the checkout girl because I joke around with people, yeah. everyone I meet yeah. usually. And uh, I made a few jokes, whatever, and nothing suggestive or anything like that. Just jokes, just, you know. Just jokes. And we moved on and, uh, boy, she went crazy. She, like, I mean, not she didn't, like, throw things, but she just was <laughs> just like, day. oh, you're flirting with this girl. Blah, blah. I go, I made jokes with her. What, like, what? You know, um, so yes, cheating can <laughs> look like all sorts of crazy things, you know, mm-hmm. but you need to define that with your partner. And, uh, but, the, you know, there's a, there's also this thing where, you know, there, somebody might be like, oh yeah, let's define cheating. And they give it such a liberal definition so that they can get away with things. Right. Be aware of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Full caution. Yeah. No, no, you can hold hands with platonic friends, sweetie. It's Absolutely. fine. Like we're just, we enjoy sort of like sitting really close mm-hmm. and like cuddling. Occasional finger bang. Yeah. <laughs> she needed a bit of a orgasm. Like what, <laughs> you're not going to help a friend come. Is that what you're telling me? You're not going to help a friend come? What kind of friend are you? I guess that's fine. Uh, <laughs> So watch out for those people. Watch out for those people. And that's that's our three questions. That's it? Yeah, that one flew by. All right, well, we haven't fin- filled enough time, so let's go back to <laughs> finger banging. <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, oh, hey, speaking of squirting, hmm? which we weren't, some people 
have a much easier time squirting if they're up on their knees. I've heard. Up. <laughs> Why did you put I've heard in quotes, Kat? That's weird. Um, <laughs> based on my research, Based I on what I've quote-unquote heard from quote-unquote strangers. I have discovered that some people are able to have an ejaculation orgasm if they are up on their knees. So women people, that is. Mm-hmm. So um, now, can, are they are they up on their knees, sort of like um, like prayer? Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Like not hands and knees. Easier. Like yeah. What? Like how? How do you define that? So like. Well, perhaps it was difficult to ejaculate when they were not on their. So knees. it wasn't really happening. Sort laying of happening, down, but not super happening. But on the knees, maybe that's just, there's a certain. Uh, angle flexing or maybe, yeah probably angle all bodies well. are different mm-hmm. but if you have been following our suggestions to try more orgasmic ejaculations while you're in isolation mm-hmm. and it's not working for you you might just want to try like getting up on your knees like you're praying yeah some some gushing i've heard that's occurred um has been just riding on top of some which is a very that similar, is also true yeah but yeah. there but it's not as much on the like legs straight on the knees that's just like you're and not not and i don't mean squatting either I it's mean more of a seated position but yeah. yeah and then you're just the torso w- is still like erect ah, rather than go. laying and down your wiggle 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 gush <laughs> wiggle 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 <laughs> wiggle gush. so it's too bad we already named this one because <laughs> that would also be a strong contender wiggle 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 gush yeah but that one I like a what was it vicarious uterus <laughs> vicarious <it>? ovulation <laughs> vicarious ovulation ovulation what's that all about <laughs> folks send us your questions on Quora now yeah you can find us on Quora I do and I don't show at gmail.com mm-hmm. I do and I don't show on our other social medias Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. um, and listen back every Monday and uh, rate and describe us in uh, reviews (laughs) and subscribe to us. Yeah, subscribe. Send us to your friends. Send us to your friends. And uh, all I need to say is wiggle, 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 wiggle. Gosh. (laughs) 